come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. Now that we are at the end of a thrilling fantasy football season, I have placed at a respectable 6 out of 10 after doing almost nothing for which I should be celebrated. We're with David Dillon. I'm going skiing this week, and the temperature on the mountain will be 1 degree Fahrenheit. And Dewey Cassidy. <laughs> I found out recently that the quarterback for the Washington State football team, a.k.a. the Huskies, is named Michael Penix Jr. And I'm your dungeon master, Alex Wolfson. One minor announcement, folks. Our website, smalltowndnd.com, is live, and we've just added even more content to it. A Visitor's Guide to Chester's Chair is a document that I prepared for the players, gave it to them as a primer on the world, and we're making that same document available to all of you totally for free. It's just on there to download. So check out smalltowndnd.com, catch up on the lore, see our beautiful pictures, and download A Visitor's Guide to Chester's Chair to learn more about your favorite small town. Apologies in advance, I did spill ranch dressing on it. And with that, (laughs) let's jump in. When we last left off, we caught up with all the players after a month of success. The town is thriving. Tourists inspired by the queen are coming to Chester's chair in the wake of her visit. Though their numbers are still small for now, there are more every week. And your jobs have all changed to reflect your hard-earned success. And you have more money to do stuff with. Jackson Fisher is now Clegg's apprentice. Albert has a guest house built in his backyard. And Jeremiah has sour cream. (laughs) It's a huge day. But it's not all a happy ending. In the wake of the Queen's visit, Tile has been fired for his role, supporting you all. You spend a night partying at the Mossy Marsh while Money Boy mud wrestles Alistair Turtle. Jeremiah <laughs> teaches Tile how to crustato bomb. And Clegg, once again, argues with Anthony the horse. We'll do that again in another arc. <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, you meet up at Missing Chair Square for the kickoff of election season. The three district leaders, Finea Vorn, Fent Sherry Stone, and Jorana Thistletop are all running for mayor, as are Gaudron Werp and, weirdly, Penny Pouncer, a random tourist who is staying in Albert's Airbnb. <laughs> you decide to enter Tile Boldfellow for mayor, with Money Boy disguised as Tile Boldfellow Sr., the deputy mayor. But just as the names are announced, Arnold Dolesbury, chief of peace, interrupts the ceremony to announce that all of the checks issued by the town in the last month have bounced. The city is somehow bankrupt. Dun, dun, dun. And with that, as the crowds disperse and you have a restful night of sleep, and as you awake in the morning, you step out into the streets to meet up again, and you notice things are a little different now. More factionalized than before. You notice the members of the Reed District aren't talking to the members of the Pond District, who aren't talking to the members of the Root District. It seems like now that election season is underway, things are getting a little more tense here in Chester's chair. You notice one more thing as well, immediately stepping outside. The garbage from the day before hasn't been picked up, although it's trash day. The bankruptcy seems to mean that city services are going to slowly shut down. I have a lore question for you, Alex. Yeah. 
How long has Galdron Warp been mayor? And do the leaders of the different neighborhoods, are they normally the, the front runners um, to, to, to be mayor? Yeah. So, Jeremiah, you've lived in town. You know this. Mayor Galdron Werp has been the mayor of the town for several terms in a row now. He's going on 16 years. And more than that, the Werp family is a long line of mayors. And they they haven't been the mayor continuously for hundreds of years, but a member of the Werp family is often the mayor of Chester's chair. As for the district leaders... Typically, one district leader might be more successful than the others, might be more well-known throughout the town, and sort of be a shoe-in to win. Chester's chair local elections are usually not this contentious. But with the recent fall from grace of Gaudron Werp, there is a big power vacuum that's been opened up, and it seems like everybody has a real shot at winning. Cool. So with that, where would you all like to meet up? I guess we're, we're not a party planning committee, but we are now a... Well, we're a political party planning committee. There we go. (laughs) Well, since we're now the the political party planning committee, maybe we should... um, Where's Tyle living? Is he living with me? I know he's my assistant, but... Yeah, you look around your apartment as you're leaving, and you hear a little rustling sound as you walk past the barn where Anthony sleeps. Before I leave, I I would generally feed Anthony some oats and a carrot anyways and a crustato. Weren't you told he doesn't like the oats? (laughs) Anthony only eats crustatoes. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Just like his old man. So as you go into your barn to feed Anthony his daily crustatoes, there's a huge pile of crustatoes in your barn, and you take one out from the pile, and Tile's face is revealed underneath (laughs) it. He's been sleeping in this pile of (laughs) crustatoes. Tile, what are you doing? Oh, I didn't have anywhere else to go. Put the potato, put the crustato back. Jeremiah, like, dunk, puts it in his mouth. To spit it out. I guess I'm ready to come out. I'm just, I don't know if I have it in me. If I can be the mayor, I'm really glad that you believe in me, but it just seems like a big sh- a big step. It is a big step, but there's been hundreds of mayors over the hundreds of years that Chester's chair has been established. And I'm sure there's been somebody who's been younger than you or thrown up less than you. That makes me feel a lot better. Is there is there visible vomit in my barn? <laughs> Yeah, make a perception check. 15. Yeah, you, you've never noticed how wet and heavy these crustatoes are. And looking around the pile, you see there's a little puddle forming at the bottom of them. Oh, that's gross. The horse has to eat that. And Tile's been sleeping in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where Tile's been sleeping. He's going to grab Tile by the head and look him in the <laughs> eyes and say, if you fuck with Anthony... You're fucking with the wrong person. <laughs> oh, God! This is the scary Jeremiah everyone's talked about! And he's gonna try and wiggle from your grasp. If that mysterious vomiter shows up again, I'll throw him out. <laughs> I'm gonna do an opposed athletics check to make sure he can't squiggle out. <laughs> 17. Tyler rolls a 7, so he just wiggles uncontrollably while you hold him by the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, don't fuck with Anthony, and he's gonna uh, throw him into the giant pile of crustatoes. He'll fall, tumble into it, and as you feed your horse and then go to meet up with everyone else, he'll come following you sheepishly, ten feet behind you. So where are you all hoping to meet up? I personally think it might be fun if we go to the bar again. Sort of like uh, how people plan the American Revolution in taverns. I think. I don't know if that actually happened. I don't know either. So, to the Mossy Marsh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
You all meet up in the familiar, moss-covered, reed-surrounded walls of the Mossy Marsh. Coming inside, Brenda will greet you with a grumble. You find your way to a table in the back. This is a large, round, oaken table, very sturdy, somewhat more private than your typical place at the front of the bar. Brenda will come over and serve you all uh, an Irish coffee, whiskey and coffee for the morning. Actually, actually, can I can I get the Cristado vodka instead of the whiskey, please? Fine. Yeah, sure. Of course. I think we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Look at him. He's so sad, and he is so small. Oh, he just needs a little bit of confidence. Uh, Albert's going to grab Tile and just shake him a bunch. Oh, there oh, we go. Get it out. Get the fear out. Uh, this is the second time I've been shaken today. <laughs> well, you know what they say. There's no better way to start the morning than a good shake. Oh. Tile, as you take him in, he looks even more pathetic than normal. He's been sleeping in a pile of Cristados. His suit is ill-fitting. He's wearing like a Talking Heads David Byrne suit. I will say, has anyone noticed that there seems to be no garbage collection. Money Boys' dirty lins have been sitting outside my house for about two days now. <laughs> or one day. How long has it been since? It's been about 12 hours. Been a, since the past 12 hours, Money Boys' dirty lins have been sitting outside my house. That's too long. Does he throw away his linens? Is it like a one-time-use linen? Well, they're not intended that way, but with what he does, that's <laughs> how it ends no. up. <laughs> Tile will say... Yes, um, that whole thing about the town being bankrupt it's, uh, seems to be a problem. I mean, I don't know. I guess the cops are looking into it, and that's good. But I don't think the bankruptcy is something that's going to ruin the city today. But definitely, the longer the city goes without money, I mean, more and more services are going to get shut down. That's not, that's not a good thing. What a very specific warning tile, perhaps giving <laughs> us some sort of what do you, what do you ticking mean? clock here. <laughs> It is a pity there are no dragons around Chester's chair. Could solve both problems in one fell swoop. By what? Burning it down? No. Jesus. I'm going to shake him again. Uh, Be confident. uh, Why can't you uh, be normal? No, if you think about it, dragons sit upon a pile of gold. One, we slay it, we get the gold, we pay back the town treasury, they pick up Money Boy's linens. Two, who doesn't want to elect the man who we all credit as having killed a dragon? I just think it's a win-win. So our strategy to get me elected as mayor is find a dragon and I kill it? Okay, before you throw up all over the place, it's called a blue sky period. We throw stuff against the wall, we see what sticks. If it sticks, it doesn't need a boil anymore. It's ready to put sauce on it. Okay. Tile, do you really think you have what it takes to go up against Jorana, who is so charming and Wait, so what? beautiful? And is Jorana Fent- running? Yeah, she is. And Fent, yeah. who has a lion... Oh, oh I, I didn't... I guess I wasn't paying attention when, when... Oh, my God. We have to campaign against Jorana Thistletop? We gotta make Tile at least as beautiful as she is if we're gonna well, get... that's not possible. I mean, it'll votes. be hard. Not that I have feelings for her. <laughs> so she's a normal-looking woman from a normal-looking part of town. And I'm gonna... As they're talking, I'm Who just gonna slowly to, turn yeah. my... I'm gonna slowly turn my attention <laughs> to a poster on the wall of a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what I mean to say is you know this town better than anyone else, and you probably know how to fix it. That's what you mean to say? You said the opposite. You said I have no chance a second ago. No, I was leading up to comparing the different candidates. Fence Cool Lion, Vinay uh-huh. is probably killed or will kill to win. Yeah. And you just have to present as well as they do. But you know the town inside and out, right? I've basically been the mayor for about three years. Exactly. And you're not in this alone. Your dad is running with you. 
Oh, my. Oh, by the way, I need to go check on the bathroom. I'm going to run in real quick. Money boy, you done in there? Oh, I really had to go. Oh, oh. Oh, wait, Albert, is that you? <laughs> it's me. You don't have to fake it when oh. I come in here. I thought we were doing the other, the sneak around move. <laughs> you told me you had to go to the bathroom. I did. I let you in there. Yeah, this time I really did have to go. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Make sure you flush. I have to flush too? Oh we don't my need, God, Albert. We don't need another breeze top bombing in there. <laughs> Fine. Money boy, we'll come back out. Money boy, what political experience do you have? I've overthrown the government. I've made myself a wanted man, made the rich and powerful shake in their boots, quiver with fear that all they have built could come crumbling down in an instant. Well, there's a speechwriter right there. Oh. You get Tyler to talk like Money Boy, he'll he'll turn the people. Tyler will say, um, I, I, I just don't know if tear down our institutions is a good... Uh, campaign speech actually with a recent historical precedent it's a great campaign speech actually i guess yeah, i was going is, to say if anything <laughs> that'll we definitely should be tearing down our institutions. in 2023 absolutely no but that's not what i want to do what i want to do is make the town better for regular people you know maybe we can increase some tourism and bring some money into the town that's good but also we don't want to lose what makes chester's chair special you know we could increase the taxes on the citizens of the Breeze Top Estate to 70%, as it was in, in the 1980s. <laughs> I mean, they might not like it, but that's not really who I'm running for. Yes. Yes, you're running against... to run a thistletop. I'm going to turn again to the post. It looks like a window. <laughs> I want to live where soul meets body. body. And, and watch the sun... sun Wraps its arms, arms around me and fill <laughs> my skin in my cool and cleansing and feel real. Feel what it's like to be real. Because in my hand, there's a greyhound station. I think that Jeremiah and Greg are stone-faced right now just looking. They may have a chance of finding a place where they're far more suited than... You guys can interrupt me at any time. <laughs> Money, Money Boy waiting. the whole time has sidled up behind you. He has his hands on his, hands on your waist. He's also looking at the window singing. Yeah. I liked it. Jeremiah is confused. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm going to look back to the window. <laughs> so, so Tyle, how much only song I want to hear. Yeah, Jeremiah, what is it? <laughs> so you've, you've been the de facto mayo for the past three plus years. How much are we in debt and how much is our is our normal operating cost? Our normal budget. I mean, Jesus, Albert. Sorry. Sorry, God. I was lost for a moment. I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. God. I, was like, I got lost. You could just talk to Jill Rod of Thistletop. Just go up there. Just to, ask her out. Talk to. Just ask her out, Albert. You don't. You don't talk to a woman like Jill Rod of Thistletop. What does that mean? <laughs> you don't. You don't talk to a woman like Jill Rod of Thistletop. <laughs> That's not a real window. <laughs> you don't talk to a woman like Jill Rod of Thistletop. <sighs> Tyler 
you're good when you're feisty. You just have to be the big dog and also pretend that <sighs> that guy is your dad. Yes, I'm the son of the big dog. Oh, he'll reach for it and it's gone. <gasps> I did. What? Jeremiah stole this last Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that is right. Did I have something for that? No. I'll give it back nope, to him. Nope, sometimes things... You... <laughs> Was there a plan behind that action? Nope. Tile is going to be frantically looking uh, and patting himself down, not knowing where it is. And um, Jeremiah is, is going to uh, spritz him in the face with it and then put it in his front pocket. <laughs> Thanks. What was the question you asked me? How much are we in debt and how much are how much is the budget per year? Well, the... the, the... <laughs> Yeah, the economy has to make sense. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll take our first break. Yeah. <laughs> the town spends about four or five hundred gold pieces a day on essential services. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's not much. That's how much I make in, uh, well, several years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we can personally shore up the city budget. We probably should figure out what's happened to it eventually. But I don't know also that we have to do that. The cops are doing that. I'm kind of focused on... You know, the election. I wouldn't trust the police. They don't really know what they're doing. They don't prevent crime. They don't solve crime. They just report it. To, to who? To each other, I guess. <laughs> they send files back and forth. <laughs> Going back to the dragon, where's the closest dragon? I was... Okay. This is exciting. I would die if I fight a dragon. Well, we I don't help you. don't have you. to fight it, Ty. You just have to be there so that we have plausible credibility when we say that you killed the dragon. And who knows? Maybe the dragon's allergic to vomit and takes one hit. <laughs> Acid damage. I guess if we were going to look for a dragon, and from across the bar you hear, did someone say a dragon? And Sir Alistair Turtle will uh, slaunter over to you. I'm going to grab Money Boy by the back and throw him and go, Money Boy, I choose you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alistair Turtle will push him aside and say, not today. I have serious business. He'll step forward to all of you. He takes a dagger out from his pocket, <laughs> stabs it into the Jesus table. Jesus Christ. Killing a dragon is no easy feat. I once saw a dragon mow down a hundred men, leaving only me alive. Wait, you just stood there and watched it kill all your friends? Don't ask me about the details. I mean, you're always talking glorious sacrifice. You're the lone survivor oh, here. Sh- their heroic sacrifice will always be remembered. Mm. <laughs> See how I turned that around? You can't outsmart me, Albert Peters. <laughs> it's Albert Peters. Oh, sorry. Normally people don't say it right. If you want to kill a dragon, you've got to work with the best. You've got to work with an experienced dragon hunter to find and then dispatch of said dragon. Lucky for you, I happen to have some time free on my old schedule. Oh, so you'll help us find one? A dragon hunter? Albert, you think you can outsmart me, but you can't, Albert. I am the dragon hunter. Everyone here knows it. And if one of you is willing to lay down your life, perhaps all of you, then we can kill a dragon and save the town. Yes. It's an intriguing offer, but I happen to know someone in our party does have quite a history with you. Uh, Penny, what do you think? Would you be willing to work with him? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Penny, uh, Penny will say, hmm. I've been thinking about my campaign strategy, and it doesn't involve killing dragons. Actually, I'm already in the lead. So here's the latest poll, and she has some documents with her she shows you. My strategy of buying items from the poorest merchants in town and then writing about them on my blog, pouncing on pennies, (laughs) 
has really taken off. Wait, I'm sorry, Penny. What is this last scroll here that appears to be a drawing of Jeremiah and I kissing? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry about that one. Um, <laughs> excuse me. That's for my other blog, Pouncing on People. Oh, my God. <laughs> you could say Pouncing on Penis, and technically it's not dirty. That's it's true. just my last name. <laughs> Sir Alistair Turtle will say, that was a strange interaction. In any case, if you really are serious about killing a dragon to bring yourself glory and win the mayoral election. Look no further than here. Well, Jeremiah Clegg, what do you two say about working with this uh, gentleman? I think Tile would be able to wear that armor better than you can, and that's saying absolutely nothing. Oh, ho, ho. Mr. Jeremiah Jelsinkley thinks he can outsmart me. Well, he can't, because my armor fits me perfectly, and it's the only thing that kept Little old Alistair Turtle alive when his friends were burned to death. Nobly, nobly, by the dragon. And how did that save you? Don't ask me about the details. Hey, um, Alistair, what would make this man more likable to you? Him? Tile, yeah. Tile standing, his shoulders are slumped. What he needs is confidence. Look at me, little boy, look at me. And Tile will look at him and Alistair Turtle will look back and lean in. Who hurt you, little boy? Oh my god. Who hurt you, little boy? And Tyle goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Who hurt you, little boy? Who hurt you, little boy? I don't know what you're talking about. Who hurt you, little boy? Who hurt you, little boy? And Tyle will say, My dad! He always said I wasn't good enough. Money boy, is that true? Alright, money boy, just apologize to Tyle so we can get this attitude over with. He hasn't met my expectations! <laughs> and Tyle was like, No, my real dad! My real dad! And I've been trying to find what I'm good at, what my special thing is, and I can't find anything. Where are your parents now, Tile? My mom is... she died when I was young, but my dad and my brothers live in the Pond District. Oh. Okay, so your mom will be a bit tough to track down, but I say, perhaps we should talk to Tile's father and resolve these issues, and maybe we'll get a little confidence in this boy. I say you keep all of those issues pent up deep inside you, and you dance <laughs> all of your problems away. That's what I've been trying to do. That was my idea exactly. Clegg, what say you? On really anything. We have a lot of different plans <laughs> to <hear> right now. <laughs> Again, blue sky. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be good for Tile to talk to his dad, and if that goes wrong, we'll just throw rocks at his house. And then we'll kill a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to do here in the bar before moving on? Nope. And then uh, Albert's going to down his drink and throw it against the wall. Oh, All right, let's get out of here. That's not a thing. Don't worry. Crusader bombs aren't a thing. Money boy. Money boy goes, no problem. He'll come over with a hammer and smash him more. That doesn't help. That doesn't. Get out, all of you. I'll throw you out. <laughs> you walk through Missing Chair Square on your way to the Pawn District. As you glance over, outside of Penis Curiosity, you see a turtle walking very slowly. <laughs> drawn by the scent of lettuce. And then it suddenly steps on a slick patch and slides quickly past the shop and spins out, landing in the dirt. Do I have time to ritual cast speak with animals, or is this happening so fast? I mean, you see the turtle there. You can, you can take 10 minutes. Everyone hold your horses for 11 minutes exactly. Where? Something big has happened. <laughs> Metaphysical horses. I'm going to ritual cast speak with animals. All right. Clegg has pulled out her 
orb, her arcane focus, and is sitting on the ground. Everyone else is standing. And inside the orb are like happy little cartoon pictures of frogs and snakes and horses and turtles. So your arcane focus is just sort of a reflection of like diary doodles. Yeah. (laughs) And after 11 minutes, Clegg, you can speak with animals. What would you like to do? Hey, little guy, are you okay? Oh, whoa. Wow. I noticed you slipped in in something. Does that happen often? I've never gone that fast ever. Did you like it? I didn't mind it. But I'd really like some lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good luck. It was nice to meet you. My name's James S. Turtle. That's great. What's your name? My name is Clegg Tumstool. Oh. You know, every time I try to do this, I try to speak with a creature. Every time I think something profound is going to happen. Like what? I don't know yet. Well, maybe the expectation in your soul is what's preventing the profound thing from happening. And if you were to shed such expectations and allow life simply to unfold, you would find what you're looking for. No, I can't do that. The only thing that's keeping me going are the expectations I have placed on this life, Mr. Turtle. I wish you the best of luck. I wish I got some lettuce, (laughs) but I keep sliding out front of this house. I guess I'll look elsewhere. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Click's going to rejoin the group and say, sorry, guys, there's nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And you continue on through the pond district, past tightly constructed homes, several of them arcing together, connecting at the top a little drawbridge that two families can walk in between their homes without stepping outside till you reach a clearing, an older home. It seems like one of the original constructions of the pond district. Out front of this home, you see a small mailbox and it says, Bold Fellow. Tile instantly will go, I'm getting second thoughts. Maybe I should be a dancer and I just shouldn't even run for mayor. Jeremiah spritzes him again with the up dog. (sighs) I've already got... Thanks. All right. Well, let's go to the door. uh, Okay. Tile will walk up shakily to the front of the home. What's the plan when we get in there? I'm going to start knocking just immediately. Uh, (laughs) The door opens up and you're face to face with a much older man. He looks like he's probably in his 70s. He's clearly Tile's father. Does he have a full head of hair or is he balding too? He he has a luscious head of hair. (laughs) Long flowing locks, jet black. He wears a ceramic apron Try an apron for ceramics or an apron made of ceramics? Uh, an apron for ceramics, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I was confused for a moment. It's like, are you getting x-rays of himself? Ceramic worker's apron draped over his chest with uh, different shaping tools in a belt on his side. And as he looks at you, he'll say, My idiot son and his posse. To what do I owe the displeasure? Well, sir, you're clearly older and about your 70s, and uh, we just wanted to come by and uh, make you proud of your son. <laughs> Tile this? <laughs> oh, good. That joke certainly uh, warmed my morning. Why, why don't you all just skedaddle so I don't have to think about the disappointment in my life? 
I was talking about you, Tile. He goes, I, I know. Tile's going to be the next mayor in Chester Chair. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the mayor. Oh, my gosh. You're two for two on these. So you're going to have to start thinking about him a lot more. I'm working on the Fent Cherry Stone campaign. I'm a proud member of the Pond District, as my son should be. Fent Cherry Stone. You know, your son's been running the town basically on his own for the past three years. Well, Gowdron Werp's been mayor. I don't entirely know about that. <laughs> Gowdron Werp. That man has all the political power of a bucket of spit. More like Galdron twerp. <laughs> well, if you must have us leave, can I at least use your bathroom? <laughs> the way you ask, I don't know. Make a persuasion check. I'm going to give guidance, guidance to oh, the God. persuasion check. <laughs> 23. Don't you need guidance? <laughs> oh, my I got gosh. A 23, which I think is a nat 20. Yeah, nat 20. It's a nat 20. Wow. Man, I was going to give this a high DC. You know, this is a 20 DC. <laughs> So Albert's going to lean against the door and put one arm up. He's going to go, now you're going to let me go pee or am I going to stand in your doorway with my hand on my cock like an asshole? (laughs) (laughs) He'll look at you and he'll say, Tile, that's the kind of confidence that gets a man a bathroom. Come on in. He'll he'll open the door. He'll let all of you into the foyer and he'll um, direct you to the bathroom. Oh, and I'm, I'm so sorry. Now that you've directed me here, there's one thing you should know. I... I'm a bit pee shy. What? I can only pee if someone else is in the bathroom with me. What the hell are you talking about? I can only pee if someone else is standing next to me in the urinal. Otherwise, my body won't release it. I think it's an evolutionary thing. Perhaps, you know, <laughs> you're just trying to get me into the bathroom with you. No, I'm telling you, you can ask anybody. You know what? Let's let's walk to the tower schoolhouse. We'll talk to our friend. Uh, Mr. Jack Cole. Jack, we'll talk to Jack Cole and he'll tell you all about it. Mr. Boldfellow, it's just going to be so much easier on you if you just go in. And Clegg can't go because she's a lady. And Jeremiah can't go because his penis is three times the size of mine and I can't have that. And what about that one? Points to Tile. Well, I view Tile as a sort of nephew figure and I'd rather not he not be around my bare penis. Not even tough enough to watch a man pee. Egg on your face, Tile. <laughs> And he'll walk to the bathroom with you, sure. Thank you. And as you two pee, back in the hallway, Tile looks around nervously. You see this this foyer you're in is covered in family photos, artist drawings and things. It seems like the Boldfellow family is, you know, a, a fairly comfortably wealthy family for the Pond District. And Tile seems to be the odd duck in each of these. You see Porcelain Boldfellow with two younger boys who both seem to be a good deal older than Tile, and then one baby, and the two boys are kind of picking on the baby, and they look a little rough and tough. You see a much older photo, a young Mr. Boldfellow with his two young sons before Tile's born, and Mom is there. Uh, They all look a little bit happier. You see a Mrs. Boldfellow as well. They all look a little bit happier. And with that, we'll cut back to the bathroom as Albert Penis is... Finishing up peeing, presumably. So here's what I'm going to do. We'll see if he falls for it. So I'm going to finish up. Thank you so much. I just have one quick thing to do. Um, do you have any any cologne or any like soap or extra um, stuff hidden maybe in your medicine cabinet you could look through for me? Um, <laughs> do I have soap or cologne hidden that I can... Could you just check in somewhere not facing me momentarily? <laughs> oh my god. You've already rolled so high for this that, uh, yeah, he'll go for it. Great. While he's not looking, I'm gonna cast Infuse Item and create a spell upon the door that looks like the most complex and powerful bolt lock he's ever seen in his life. Great. And this, it doesn't, it's not actually a bolt lock, but it looks to be that? No, it just looks like one. Great. Well, that, my friend 
is an Albert Penis special. You see, I'm an artificer, one of the most gifted artificers in all of Chester's chair, and in spite of my power, I still consider your son quite a good friend, which should say something about his abilities and as himself as a person. But until you decide to respect him, that lock, the Albert Penis special, is going to stay on the door, and you're going to stay in here with me. Then we're going to be in here a long time. He'll just sit down on the floor. He is so high confidence, he's not even going to challenge this thing. He's going to meet your challenge head on. He says, I could sit here all day. Sure. I believe you. I'm going to cast, I still have one spell slot. I'm going to cast Infuse Item again. And I'm going to make the bathroom by touching the, I'm going to make the toilet smell like shit. Like the worst shit you've ever smelled. (laughs) And the two of you face off the smell intensifying trapped in this closed room it gets worse and worse and let's have a constitution save off go ahead and roll a constitution save <laughs> great if i pass out from this 13 let's call that one success for both as he rolls a 16 <clears throat> the smell intensifying and getting worse <clears throat> did you know that your son stood up against the mayor in front of the entire town knowing full well that it could cost him his job <clears throat> <clears throat> one more with a higher DC now. Wow, it's a natural 19. Oh, God. Six. A six. <laughs> and, and did you know that you're... <laughs> Albert Penis goes down. From the hallway, the three of you are standing there in silence, wondering, man, they were really peeing a long time. And then the door opens. You see an unconscious body of Albert Penis spill out. No. And a man stepping over him, a man in his 70s. <laughs> he wipes his nose. He says... I'm done with all of you. Take your boy. He'll grab our oh and throw him down the hall. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Boldfellow, we came here to hash out some childhood trauma that Tile uh, seems to have. Uh, so if you guys can probably, you know, if you could just figure that out the next hour or so, uh, so we can move on to the campaigning for him, uh, that would be really great. Just knock that out real quick. That's what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. If we could just knock yeah. this out really quick, I'll give everybody guidance. You know, talk like <laughs> talk like men here. Uh, I'll give you one more persuasion check, but this is quite a high DC. Albert Penis has now tried to gas him. I'll give guidance. Cool. 19. A 19 is very good, but is not good enough given the oh. circumstance. And Porcelain Boldfellow, his name. <laughs> I got it. When my idiot son works up the courage to confront me, he can come back and tell me himself. Now get out, all of you. Clegg, who has been quiet this whole time, but has been harboring so much parental rage of her own, will say, hey, (laughs) Mr. Bullfilm, why don't you go fuck yourself? We don't need your help anyways, you nasty old man with a weird name. You gassed out my friend, and you're so mean to your son. I hope you eat shit and die. Whoa! Like's going to storm off. Go ahead and roll an intimidation check. I'll give guidance. <laughs> yeah. With advantage, because that was badass, too. That is a 19. Yeah. It doesn't influence him, but he will, as you storm out, he'll say, Tile, maybe I'm wrong about one of your friends. Is it me? No, it wasn't you. <laughs> you can learn something from that kind of self-confidence. When you do... I'll be waiting for you. Before he pushes us out, is there a happy family photo of of everybody? Or make an investigation check. Okay. Yeah. I make an, to make do an this investigation earlier. check as you're being thrown out thrown out the door. 
nine. You take a quick look around. There's two eras of photos. There's an era before tile. Everyone seems a little happier. There's an era after tile. Oh, no. Everyone seems a little sadder. But with a nine, that's all you know. Can I take both of them? Yeah, you take them. You've pocketed these photos as you're pushed outside. And the door closes. Excellent. And as you fall into the dirt of the pond district outside the Boldfellow residence, we will take our break Ooh. and we will be back with more very shortly. Bye-bye. Bye. And as we come back, you are on the floor of the pond district outside the Boldfellow house. Tile you see is... Oh, oh. <laughs> Wipes away a couple tears. He'll look at all of you. And he'll oh, say, thanks for sticking up for me. Tile, don't cry. Be mad instead. Throw rocks and sticks at your dad's house. It will make you feel better. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was passed out there. <laughs> um, but Money Boy, do you still have a rock-hard crustato on you? Always. He'll reach into his pocket. He has another rock-hard crustato. Tile, I think Leg has a point here. I think you should take this rock-hard crustato and destroy one of your father's ferns. You know what? I think you're right. I think the only way to get that old man to respect me is to start to act confidently. Yes. Yes. He'll take it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He'll look at the Cristado. He'll look at all of you wide-eyed. Yes. Dance that Cristado right through the window. He looks inside through one of the windows on ground level. There is a fern hanging beautifully in the windowsill. That's his father's favorite staghorn. <laughs> He's going to try and turn a performance check into a Cristado throw, and he'll roll Crist- he'll, ro- he'll roll Cristado. <laughs> he'll roll the performance. Roll for Cristado. Tell you what, after this, it's going to be a lot harder to say they aren't really father and son. It is a nat 20 no. <laughs> on the chicken dice. <laughs> oh, my god! Tile gosh. got his mojo back. Wow. He is no longer a chicken. The tile's new groove. His chains have been broken. And as if summoning a power deep within him that only he has, he full body waves, wiggles up, starting from the feet, ending in the head. He puts his arms up above his head like a full noodle. He rolls his arms out, tucks into a somersault, lays on the ground, uh, spiraling out, making shapes and figures on the ground. He pulls himself back up one vertebrae at a time, unfolding his whole body into a handstand tumbles back onto his feet, lets the Cristado fly, bullseye, breaks through the window, a fern Holy is smashed, shit. Money Boy goes, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Porcelain bold fellow inside says, what is going on? And Tile will say, that's for you, Dad! Ah! And he'll run down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the rest of us run. I think we just stay there. (laughs) (laughs) Tile, I must say, that is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of my own inventions. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I think I'm understanding this now. Yeah. Okay. I'm the mayor. Yeah. You're the mayor. Yeah, well, you have to be elected, but yes, we're sure you're going to win. Jeremiah puts his hand over Albert's uh, mouth. And he said, you're the mayor. You're the mayor. You're the mayor. <laughs> Starts chanting. You're the mayor. I'm the mayor. You're the mayor. Oh, I'm going to lick his hand. <laughs> Jeremiah recoils for a second, but then sees the task at hand and puts it back over his head. Tastes like old man. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like young man. Tile, vengeance is better than forgiveness. Don't ever forget that. Always hold on to a grudge. 
Always hold on to a grudge. Got it. Well, no, sometimes you can forgive. You don't always have to... You don't always have to hold on to a grudge. Always, no matter what, hold on to a grudge. What else was that, Clegg? No, no, I'm saying don't Being hold mad on to, you makes you more powerful. Being mad makes you powerful. Good. Yes. What about violence? Wait, now hold on, Tyle. There's plenty of room in the masculine mind for beautiful emotions <laughs> such as love and caring and friendship. You don't always have to be cruel like that. How did throwing that rock make you feel, Tyle? It made me feel powerful and good. Someone said there's nothing more powerful than standing by your wife. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lit up. I feel crazy. (laughs) I feel good. It's turning into Money Boy. (laughs) Money Boy goes, Oh, Oh, sorry. Sorry, I don't know what came over me. (sighs) Well, now that I have Jeremiah's hand out of my mouth, and I'm sure you heard everything I said and will take it to heart, Tile, I think it's time that we begin your campaign in earnest. We need to blanket this town in canvas and find out who is voting for whom and how we... Whom is voting for who? Who? Where does whom go in a sentence? I think I get your point. We need to to find out whom... (laughs) Whom is voting for whom? Whom is... Plague? Who is voting for who? The voters, they're they're putting the one name down and we got to find out who, which person among them is putting down what name for what other person in the ballot box. <laughs> so we're going to go door to door, knock, leave uh, weird pamphlets on people's doors and uh, see who's voting. We're going to win. I'm the mayor. He's the mayor. He's the mayor. Uh, so we're going to go into a campaigning, a door knocking montage. Yes. Okay. I'd like everybody to roll a D20, please, for whose house you get. I rolled a seven. I rolled an eight. That's so crazy. I rolled a nine. Whoa. Whoa. Very cool. What are the odds? (laughs) We are about to find out why six is afraid of seven. Albert Penis, you show up to the front door of Chester's Chair Official Memorabilia Merchandise and Museum, and you speak to your landlord and friend, Castleberry, as he greets you out front. Albert! Castleberry, my good friend. (laughs) Albert Penis is here. I miss you more. I sometimes when I lay upon my pillow, I think, what if I were lying upon this pillow <laughs> a couple doors down from my buddy Castleberry? Oh, wait, I am. Oh, I'm living my, my dream. God. When I take a shower at the end of the night and I'm all naked, I'm rubbing in my tub. I think I hope that there's another man also sitting squeaky clean enjoying his evening. And then I think there is. He's right next door. <laughs> Oh, when I lay with a woman as if man and wife, I think to myself, I can't wait to high-five Castleberry in the morning. And when I look at the picture of my dead wife, I think if she were alive, you know who she'd love? Albert Venus, my neighbor. How are, how are you doing about that, Castleberry? Oh, it is, I know it's some been days tough. are hard. It's been a tough couple sure. weeks. Did you get the, the the monkey life flowers I sent you? I did, thank you. Thank you. They bit Are me. they still alive? They bit me, okay. and I killed them. But um, that's been to be fair. I noticed. I noticed the crystal did replenish itself. Yes, so that makes a lot of sense. Good, good, good. Anyway, what can I do, ya? Well, I'm here for two things. First of all, I will get the rent to you next month at some point. On the first of the month. Yep, understood. Of course, the first moment of the month that it is convenient when for yours it is truly. Due, exactly, rent. we're on the same page. Of course, as soon as I have the money <laughs> in my hand, I will make sure I have enough to give to you, and then I will give it right to you. On the day that it is due, that makes On the day that it sense. is due to be given to you upon my yes. discretion. Yes. Oh, yes, upon my discretion. As long as your discretion aligns with my yes. discretion. Uh, it's my hey, what can I do for you? What can I do for viewer, you? Viewer discretion advised, am I right? Yeah. Oh, and this guy's hilarious. People on the street are like closing their ears. Trying to ignore. A turtle slips past you both. I'm getting out of here. 
Anyway, I yeah. come to you for two important things. The first of which, the rent will be to you at some point next month. Got it. Not going to fight me on that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the first of the month, understood. <laughs> at some point next month. Uh, number two, there is something important happening in this town, as you may know. Yeah. The elections are coming very soon, and I was trying to find out who you may be voting for. Oh, well, I think I'm sticking with my old friend, Gowdron Werp. He's been mayor a long time, and the town's been going up, up, up. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, Gowdron Werp may not be the man you think he is. Uh, what do you mean? Well, if you wouldn't mind being so helpful to me as you are when I bring you my rent late. Uh, <laughs> right on who, time, what, what is it about Gowdron Werp that really draws you to, su- to support him as a candidate? Classic. He speaks with poise. You know, when I look around the town's folks, the fine people of Justice Chair, I think, which one of them's the mayor? And then I look at him in his suit with his face. I think that's the mayor. So are you saying that if you were to see a different candidate who perhaps dressed in a fancier suit and uh, had a more interesting face, you may consider voting for him? Uh, If he looks more like the mayor, I mean... I'd say so. Interesting. You see, it's not about substantive issues at all. It's really about sure. if their face looks good <laughs> to me. Now, if there were some sort of debate where people were debating ideas, would that be of any interest to you? A debate, of course. I'd go see the, the shit fly, absolutely. Interesting. Now, would you be more interested in that debate were there a fashion show beforehand? Oh, <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> I've never seen a fashion show debate. I've never seen a debate on its own. Castleberry, do I have news for you? Yeah? Well, I actually don't have news oh, for you. Okay. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but you're giving me a nugget of an idea, and I hope one day that'll be a full kid's meal. One day, Albert Penis. One day we could all hope... Hey, One day. I love this guy, folks. Look at him. I love this man. Look at this man. <laughs> look if I at had him. a child, I'd hope that they would they would love him like I do. If I had kids with my dead wife and they were the light of my life, I would say, look up to Uncle Albert. If I had a dead wife, I'd hope she'd be in heaven with his dead wife talking about <laughs> how much they love us. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> hey, it's good to see you. Good, good to see you, my friend Castleberry. And we will cut across to Jeremiah with a number eight. You stand out front of the Cristado Fry. Oh my gosh. Perfect. A push cart with a built-in fryer and umbrella. And there you see the bored, pale teen chef who you... Yeah, you, everyone's gonna believe this is RNG. Yeah, Chelsea's gonna be in, fucking, in front of fucking Baggy's house. I'm gonna be like, wow, what are the odds? <laughs> uh, Chaff, you used to buy Cristatus from him every day until you got the staff of the High Hooter from Clegg. As you see someone you used to greet every single day who you have not seen now in over a month, he will look at you and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> Chaff, my boy, I haven't seen you in ages. How are you? Pretty good. How's how's the family? How's how's school? Do you is there a subject you like? Nah. Awesome. Yeah. This is this is all really <laughs> great information. <laughs> Chaff, do you know who you're going to be voting for this November in the election or whatever month that the election will be held? I don't know. As a 17 year old, you should really consider looking at a. One of your peers, Tile Boldfellow, uh, as a potential uh, checkmark on your docket. He is 
17 years old and he's been basically running the town for the past three years. And I think he could really use your vote for sure. Okay. Uh, there's, uh, is Chiff around here as well? Uh, yeah. And as he, uh, he points over to Frosted, another push cart with an umbrella that sells ice cream and milkshakes, you see Chiff. And with the next number sequentially, oh. you also <gasps> see Clegg Tumstall. Oh my god. <laughs> Clegg Tumstall, you're also at this push cart. We'll cut over there briefly. We're about we're about twelve feet away. We'll cut over. <laughs> <laughs> we're speaking you're speaking to the female twin of Chaff, named Chiff, a skinny oh. pale girl with greasy black hair, bored selling milkshakes. Clegg's holding her hand to the side of her face as if she doesn't see Jeremiah and is not affiliated with Jeremiah. Jeremiah's waving And the conversation manically. happening at the Cristado Fry. <laughs> <laughs> Clegg's just staring intently. So, hi, Chef. Hey. Okay, let me just cut right to the chase. Who are you voting for in the election? <laughs> I don't know. What would make the difference for you? Uh, if they, like, gave me free stuff or something. <laughs> what? Why did you laugh at that? <laughs> I just, I was laughing as a person. Clay. <laughs> Jeff, you've been very helpful. Does everyone who's your age think exactly the same way you do? I don't know. Okay, one last question. Uh-huh. Is there anything that Tile Boldfellow could do to make himself cooler in your eyes? If he, like, dunked on the other candidates, that'd be, like, pretty sweet. Chiff, you've been surprisingly really helpful. Thanks. I want to see someone get BTFO'd. Chiff, you're so mysterious and so strange. What? Goodbye. (laughs) Okay. And the three of you meet back up in Missing Chair Square to go over your notes, what you've learned from this first canvassing session. And as you meet back up, I would like one member of the group, please, to roll... A performance check to see the general effect that this canvassing has had on the election. Well, looks like old man Jeremiah is going to be <laughs> dancing his way over there with his plus two. Hell yeah. Give him a roll. 15. Seeding this idea with the teens, although they seem bored, they are plugged into other bored teens. You'll notice in the next few hours that... This idea starts to spread amongst the teens. And Castleberry also is screaming about a potential fashion show slash debate happening. So your efforts announcing Tile's candidacy seem, seem to be working. You do notice, though, as you meet up, similar efforts being undertaken by the other three candidates. And a standoff of sorts will occur in Missing Chair Square. As you stand... At the end of the first day of campaigning, with your candidate tile, you see from every corner of Missing Chair Square, Fenea Vorn, her clothed... Can you roll if she's hot? Yeah. It's a 15. She's kind of Wow, looking good. Fenea Vorn wearing her tight ranger gear, showcasing perhaps that she's tough, different, will take Chester Sharon in a bold new direction. She's flanked on either side by her top generals, James Brogan, and no one on the other side. (laughs) Uh, As she walks over, she'll say, Mr. Fish couldn't make it. Another challenger approaches, Fent Sherry Stone. He's wearing his best architect's 
outfit. He has uh, a blueprint tucked under his arm, plans for future expansion of the town. His top generals flanking him, a gold dragonborn man, older, Orkash Karaprax, and porcelain bold fellow. <sighs> From another corner, Jill Rana Thistletop approaching, looking put together sharp and precise. She's wearing her same gray suit as she always does, her hair tied in a bun up above her head. She's flanked by her top generals, Effie Fisher and Cholera Stronghold. And then entering, alone, Gaudrin Werp. He seems to have stumbled here by accident. He's uh, disheveled. He falls onto the floor and picks himself up, looking up, confused. And finally, Penny Pouncer walks in with the largest posse by far. What? All people that she has paid small fortunes to buying their trinkets. She has Scarlet Edge money and it's blowing the lid off the place. She has about 10 retainers behind her. All of these candidates stand in Missing Chair Square, staring each other down, waiting for someone to make the first move. What would you like to do? What's Joanna doing here? <laughs> money Boy will lean into you and go, Joanna's running for mayor. Joanna's running for... We went over this, Albert! I'm campaigning against Jorana. A turtle falls in and I... slides into the door. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this was a possibility. Are you going to look for a window? Because you're outside. <laughs> How about this? Since we're in Missing Chair Square, there's there's actually two guys with the window pane, like in the movie trope. And you get to... <laughs> yeah, <that seems> better. <laughs> Do you have the time to listen to, to me whine? whine? Up, I'm nothing and everything I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Kyle was like, Albert, stop it! She's, stop it! So, oh my god, I'm sorry. You're making look like a fool! Was I singing? I didn't know. I'm sorry. It's. I got distracted for a moment. <laughs> the tension of the standoff builds again around you. Well, do you guys want to say something? Should we should we offer them the debate slash fashion show we discussed on the way over here? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we should take Tile right into the thick of it. He's a candidate like everyone else. Great, I'm going to grab Tile and throw uh, him into the thick oh of Oh, God. <laughs> He's the only one now standing in this huge <laughs> circle of people. And he looks over at you. Uh, what do I? What do I do? Tell them about the debate. What debate? There's gonna be a debate with all the candidates. Uh, okay. Uh, in three days. In five. In five, a week. A week. Uh, a week. Okay. Tyle, you've organized so many events in this town. You can do it. Jeremiah is gonna grab a crate, one of his crates, the second slightly larger crate, oh. since we are <laughs> missing chair square to oh, yeah. uh, help him project a little bit more. Oh wait, and Tyle, take this. I'm going to um, pull out from my pocket. I bought this on the walkover before I met everybody. Uh, a D&D equivalent of a Tums capsule. And I'm going to throw it at him. He, said, <laughs> <laughs> he takes it and he goes, that mysterious vomit that always appears that someone else makes probably won't happen right now. Good. Thank you. And he'll step onto the crate too. And he'll roll for this. It's not a great roll from Tyle. It's a natural uh, seven. I will be portenting that roll. Ooh. Hell yeah, you to will. an 18. Oh my gosh. Wow. An 18, he will say, I challenge all of you, you shrimp losers. 
You fucking worthless. He looks over to you, Clegg, who gives you a thumb up. Like, I'm doing great. Clegg's like, wow. You worst doing the cut it motion as hard as he can. Monsters who have nothing to offer to this town but shit and filth. I challenge you to a debate where only one will be victorious, me. One week from today, we will assemble here in the square. Bring your wit if you can find any. And <laughs> Don't forget the fashion show. It's a fa- and bring, <laughs> at the beginning. And at the beginning, bring your sweetest fashion. For that is the day you will learn the name. Tile Bold Fellow. Junior. Junior, that's my dad. <laughs> and with the 28, it goes over great. The candidates are stunned into silence. Some of Penny Pouncer's audience kind of claps before she raises a hand and hushes them. And as stealthily as they came, the candidates turn and walk off back to their homes to plan their next moves. And that is where we will end tonight's session. Wow. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, DMs, for DMing. Thank you. And thank you, Chelsea, for the website. Thank you, Chelsea, for designing that incredible <laughs> website, smalltowndnd.com. Check it out. Can you spell the website one more time yeah, for people who are dumb like me? smalltowndnd.com. So is that D-N-D or D-N-D? That's D-N-D. D-N-D. If you want to support the show, check us out on Instagram. Rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Oh, and the best thing you can do for the show is think about in your life, who is someone who would enjoy this show with you? Share it with them. And kill them. No, no, no. Don't kill them. Just share them. Kill them now. No, 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 no. Please don't kill anybody. Uh, (laughs) Share the show with your friends. It really helps us out. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. I'll be hiding.